I am Scott Podigan, world's greatest podcaster. Well, no, not greater than Henry Zabrowski or, or Paul Shear. Uh, nowhere near as great as Dana Schwartz or Ronan Farrow. I, I'm Scott Podigan. Come on, I'm, Scott. You gotta I'm believe in yourself. I'm a podcaster. Say it with feeling. And we watched Willow. So you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! David, do you take Patrick? Everything is going to be all right. I was thinking maybe the king and I. Uh, how about Oklahoma? I don't consider myself a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Carlin. Hi, it's me, Haley, your wife. And what did we watch? We watched Willow. Four. Uh, Stars and Grapes? Yes, and we are talking about... She said so unsure. And we are talking about Val Kilmer all month long. Yes, and we have a special guest with us today. Who has never been on the podcast before. Nope, he's squeaky clean, fresh and shiny. Squeaky. Squeaky. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Chris over here. Yes. 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 First time on the podcast. Yeah. Are you're we breaking your podcast virginity? Oh, jeez. Actually, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Oh, my. Special. Special times indeed. Should we light some candles? I mean, I'd like to feel special personally. <laughs> Put some rose petals out? Mm-hmm. No. We are doing literally none of those things. Oh, sad. You're not doing any of those things. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> So, Chris, you've seen Willow before. I've seen Willow before. Someone hasn't seen Willow. No, I'm the Willow virgin now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you've seen... I've seen chunks. Yes. I've done things. Yes. You've experimented before. I've you just haven't gone all the way. I've Willow. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I finally went all the way this time. Do you think it's going to call you the next day? I, I would hope so. Maybe I just wanted to have fun, okay? Maybe I just wanted to have fun for the night. Good for you. Good for you. We're sex positive on this podcast. Always have and always will be. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, you've never been on the podcast, so you get to do the blockbuster rule. You're in the back. You're in a blockbuster video. You pick up the back of the box for Willow, and what does it say? No, no, we got to do this right. So you're in the blockbuster video. You're roving through the aisles when all of a sudden... You see a glow in the distance. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. And yes, the glow I gets brighter. Glow. It's getting brighter. Oh, my. Yes. And you, and you move closer. I'm moving closer to the glow. Yes, and you're, you're passing other movies such as Adam's Family Values and <sighs> Anastasia and, and other childhood favorites. <laughs> and you move closer. And finally, you round the corner, and there it is. And I'm assuming it's Willow, because if it was another one, that'd be weird. Yeah, that, yeah, it's Willow. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So now this I... This is a lot of build-up for it not to be the same movie. <laughs> so um, so 
So what am I doing now? I am describing... What the back of the box would say for yes. this movie. Okay. Mm. Well, I think this is... It's okay. Everybody hesitates. <laughs> Just say the most bizarre shit you can think of. That's what most people do. Oh, okay. I'm terrible at these, so... This is a buddy comedy about Ooh. a... A very short man who finds a very tall baby <laughs> with a... Are you talking about Val Kilmer? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and together they, they uh, traverse a magical land to find an old lady in a stick. <laughs> Not in that order. Not in that order. A stick and then an old lady and then another old lady. <laughs> who fight each other. Yes, who fight each other in the end. So, I, I think that's it. Oh, and there's a, a guy with a weird helmet. There there's you go. two guys with two weird helmets. There's a lot of weird helmets. There's a lot of weird helmets. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Did you say helmets? Is? <laughs> uh, I mean, that is what they are. Yes, they are helmets. But... but <laughs> which is a nod to the Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh, did I which... say helmets? Okay, so... so <laughs> Chris brought up Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> George Lucas was trying to make a live-action Lord of the Rings. And they said, no. <laughs> but they said, we've got another one for you. Because MGM originally had the rights, and they were making an animated Lord of the Rings. So they said, no. And instead, he's like, I'll write my own. And he created Willow. <laughs> So yes. that's why it's basically shot for shot. It's pretty much Lord of the Rings yeah. with a baby. Gotcha. Yep, yep. This is just like how on the Hudsucker Proxy podcast uh, episode we realized that that movie is just Flintstones. <laughs> Same plot and everything. Yeah, and like some of the imagery too, like when they're first walking through the woods with the baby and you see them on that log over the that bridge, like ravine. Yeah. Yep. It's very like one of them like, I swear one of them has a pointy hat. And how it how can we forget the famous Hobbit burgle cut? Burgle cut. Burgle. My least favorite character in this That's, movie. That sounds like when you have a mouthful of food and you start to talk. Burgle. Burgle cut. My name is Burgle cut. Or like what Patton Oswald when like someone a with a lot B of word fat. Yeah, when somebody has so many chins that they pronounce their B's with like a slight reverb. I bought the bracelet. I bought the bracelet of Bonnie and Bridges. So for my husband Burgle Cut. This was Ron Howard's fourth movie? Our fifth movie? Oh. And what they, other movies had he done? Splash. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. I did not yeah. know he did Splash. Uh, the, I love that movie. The Night Shift. Don't know that one. Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton turn a morgue into a brothel. Okay. I need to see that one. And then uh, he also did Cocoon. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just realized. Is Night Shift, like, this? Is, that's not about, like, necrophilia, is it? No. Well, you set a morgue into a brothel, and for a certain kind of person. <laughs> no, if I remember it correctly, they just use the table. It, 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 it brings a whole new meaning to cracking open a cold one. <laughs> <sighs> Why, Haley? Why? <laughs> I can't be stopped. <laughs> anyway, go on. So... Uh, 
this was the one he made right before I think this is the one that broke him and he made Parenthood instead because he was trying to make like epic movies and they're like hey how about you don't wait so is this a situation where he started to make it and then he like gave up halfway through like no he made it and the movie made no money another director had to take over no 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 okay no this is not like how he stole stole solo from the guys who made cloudy with a chance is this like the thief in the cobbler like this was supposed to be his magnum opus no 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 no, he signed on because he thought he was going to be making Lord of the Rings, and then he mm. ended up making Willow. And George Lucas apparently was the producer-writer from hell on this movie. That I 1,000% believe. Like, I'm, there have been so many stories about Spielberg being the same way. Yeah. And, like, like when he's on set, he starts directing, and Ron Howard was so young at this time, he didn't know. It'd be like, hey, how about you shut the fuck up and get off my set? <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, we talked about how this is, like, very much like Lord of the Rings. It is Lord of the Rings. It, it, yeah. it is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the baby is except, the ring. Yeah, the baby is the ring, except when the ring arrives, everybody's fighting over the baby, and... Right away, Willow does not want anything to do with this kid. He's literally, he says, like, just... Put it back. Put it back. Push it down the river. Push it down the river. you never saw it. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings and the Ten Commandments. Yep, it's, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like our student loan debt. We'd prefer to just, you know, throw it down the river and pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Go near it. We don't know where it's been. But, Dad, it's a baby. It's not like us. No. It's not an Elwin. Looks like a Daikini baby. What's a Daikini? Daikinis are big. Giants who live far away. <laughs> well, okay, so with this movie, this movie kind of ruined sociology class for me in college because I had a professor who looked exactly like Burlcut. Oh no. <laughs> and and he even talked like that too. And I I had to drop the class because every time I saw him, I, I wanted to be like, like okay, burger cut. okay, burger cut. Burger cut. <laughs> so are you going to be a dick to me like you were the willow? Did he tell you <laughs> that you need to plow your fields? No, he was obsessed with the movie Stand By Me. Oh, okay. And he called everyone a goocher because <laughs> oh. that's in Stand By Me. Oh, a know. goocher? Yeah. That's That's not... Oh, <laughs> why? Yeah, I would have dropped the class too. Yeah. <laughs> you go, you shuffle off to your eight o'clock class. You're, you know, just filled with whatever caffeine you can find in your dorm. And you just, you just, you know, sit in class and you get, you just get, uh, hey, Goocher. Well, I, I knew if I didn't switch into another sociology class, I would have got in trouble because I wrote a paper on the sociology movements in Willow, <laughs> specifically the character of Burgle Kid. Uh. <laughs> and after a while, you could tell I was just talking about this professor. I'm like, if I don't drop this class, I'm going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let it go. Seems only fair that the man to take this baby to the crossroads be the very man who plucked it out of the river. I nominate Willow Afghan. Yeah! I will consult the bones. 
doesn't start out with Willow, this movie. No, it starts with a prophecy. Yes. <laughs> see, anytime you have one of these movies, there's always a prophecy. I would like for once to see like a fantasy movie where it's like, hey, shit's just going to happen. <laughs> like a wizard who's like a stoner. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, like Jeff Bridges as a wizard. Oh, wait, they did that. This, what was that sorcerer movie he made? <laughs> I have no idea. The Seventh Son or something like that? Oh, yes. So, never mind. It was terrible. With Ben Barnes and um, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, never mind. Stoner wizards don't this work. This is like either. a classic prophecy of, like, <laughs> oh. You know, you've been high on the hog for a while, but this baby's going to come along and fuck it up. So so basically the, the Bible a little bit? Too. Uh, yeah, the Bible a little bit. <laughs> Which is weird because, because Alora has her birthmark. Yeah. It's the Jewish tree of life. Really? It is. Yeah. Yeah. My, oh. my synagogue had one of those. She okay. literally She literally has the burning bush on her arm. That's what okay. it is. Sweet. I mean, not sweet. She's like, you know, marked for death, essentially. Yeah. But Bring me the girl. The prov- like, I just, like, so I have a question. Do these, like, evil queens, like, do they start out good and, like, everything's fine and then they hear about this prophecy and then, like, you can see the wrinkles start to form I, and I, their beautiful dress starts to turn black. I think it's not even that big of an inciting incident. I think it's like, oh, my God, I couldn't get tickets to go see Cher. I'm going to be evil now. <laughs> I mean, I think we're just coming into wicked territory here, so... <laughs> well, wicked, oh, yeah. wicked is all of a con. Like, she's, she's putting on the fake evil yeah. just to move on with her life. I know nothing but of wicked. how do we know that's not what Bab Morda was doing? I do not want to see... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see a Maleficent version or Cruella version. <laughs> um, unless it has Joel Fry from uh, Cruella and Our Flag Means Death in it. Playing the electric guitar... <laughs> Are the electric lute in this world? Yes. But yeah, I kept making jokes about Bev Morda, uh, who was essentially Bathsheba. dressed Bathsheba. Uh, I'm gonna be- Bev Morda. Bev, Bev Morda. Bev yes. Morda. Oh, I got it right on yes, the first you, you go. Got it right, yeah. Oh, very nice gold star for me. Um, mm. But I kept making jokes that she looked like a nun with a weird crown. Queen of the nuns. Until she takes the uh, until she takes her like robe off and then she's a mummy, which was an odd choice. Yes. Don't know what that was about. She she has layers. She's like (laughs) she has layers. She has layers in her lair. (laughs) And an onion. (laughs) She's like an ogre. First you have the simple nun garb, but which kind of looks like the the queen, the evil queen from Snow White. Yeah. Yes. And you mentioned and Sound of Music. Yes. And yes. then, she, like, the crown reminds me of, I don't know, I've seen that crown before. I think I've seen it from, like, the Black Cauldron or something. Probably. Yeah, this was around fair. that time. Yeah. And so, yeah, we've got the, the evil queen, the evil nun <laughs> with the crown. And the mummy undergarments. Yeah, still don't know what, what that choice was about. but I think it's supposed to be what? she's starting to deteriorate. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. Because like when she does the ritual with 
with baby not Bryce Dallas Howard because Haley thought that the baby was. I mean, he Ron Howard has so many kids. I just expect him to. <laughs> oh, we need a baby for this movie. Here you go. Which one are you? Are you Jimmy? <laughs> Jeremy? Are you Bryce? I mean, the, the red hair was very. I know. Very red hair. And also, this baby can Best emote. actor. Best. Best actor in the movie. Hands down. I wonder which twin it was. She was giving us Meryl Streep acting. Right. Well, there was two of them because they're twins. Cause they, yes, they, we, as we found out, they're twins. Well, that's the rule. Back in the 80s, that was the rule because of like child labor laws. Like, yeah, you can't have the child works. Yeah. So four many. hours with one kid and four hours with another. Ah, okay. Mm. That's how it worked. So which twin was it that was the good actor? <laughs> which one know. were that? We'll never know. <laughs> I mean, as Haley pointed out, the IMDb or the Google, when you look it up, it's, um, it's the, the same picture. the same picture. The Google. So I'm not convinced that that is what she looks like. <laughs> okay. I'm, so, uh, that looks like a stock photo from Target. So... Val Kilmer was Ron Howard's only choice. For Mad Mardigan? For Mad Mardigan, the greatest swordsman in all the land. Okay. Someone else wanted the role, and when he auditioned and lost it, he lost his shit. Woo! John Cusack. Really? He was really upset he didn't get it. He didn't that lose his shit. me. Okay, because I was going to say, John Cusack, like, well, I feel like, yeah, maybe he'd get upset. He doesn't strike me as somebody who'd like lose his shit. No, but he like took fencing lessons and he like did his best. So, <gasps> but I took fencing lessons. It, it's like that Melanie bit. But I. But I. Uh... <laughs> but instead, he did say anything, which is the better movie, mm-hmm. better choice. Yeah. Oh, wait. Was this around the time of Say Anything? Yeah, 88. Oh, yeah. He, well, yeah, Say Anything he cho- he came out well. in 89, but yeah. Say Anything is iconic. Yeah. So, like... And while be... this movie is a cult classic, I, I, I don't know if you can consider it iconic or well, if it has iconic also, moments in it. I don't think he would have been as charismatic as Kilmer was. Cause... Uh, no. I think, I think he would have played it too seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kilmer, so this is what we've been talking about all month. Kilmer is so charismatic even when he's a dick, but he also steals every scene he's in. Even when the acting is... Like... Acting. Like like we talked about... Acting? Question mark? We talked about in Tombstone, like how... Everyone is so serious, and then he comes in and he's like, "You're a daisy if you do," and he like says weird shit, and you're like, "You're you're so charming," and he's the same way in this. Yeah, even he's when... like, "Give me water, I'll take care of the child." It's like that's weird, but you smiled. So. Even when they put him in a pink dress and stuff melons down his, you know, front, like he's, he's like in an old yeah. vaudeville theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. He still pulls it off. Not, and yeah, not gonna lie. The ridiculous the worst. helmet that he wore, or sorry, helmetses. Helmetses, yes. Helmetses. Um, to Lord of the Rings. Some of his yeah. facial expressions. Well, I would have, I would have wanted them talking about the fact that he's the greatest swordsman in all the land, and for the two hours and ten minutes that this movie is, or two and a half hours, he never picks up a sword once. That, yeah, except like he starts like, right to, and the then end. somebody just knocks it out of his hand. I think he had one sword slash towards the end where he like <laughs> killed three people. Um, 
pushed uh, pushed skull well, helmet guy off the he, stairs. He stabbed he stabbed the testicle ogre in the head. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he did that thing with the like he stepped on the sword and then pulled the the um, general kale. Yes, yes, General Kale, Mr. The guy Salad. Who looks like he who... <laughs> haunts the spirit Halloween. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> right. I died oh on Dragon Heart Day. He, like that mask, I, you guys can attest to this. I laughed so hard <laughs> yes. every time that mask appeared on screen. Oh, it is like. Well, it looks exactly like the Skeletor mask. It from... looks like Skeletor mixed with like a gorilla. Yes. Yeah. It's it's absurd. But like the teeth are all wrong. It's mm-hmm. like instead of just like regular teeth, it has just extra bones for teeth. Well it's got severe underbite. Yes, yeah, severe. Severe underbite. Like like a like a bulldog had sex with a gorilla. Well, okay, so this the guy their unholy offspring. The guy who created Warcraft had to have seen this movie because when Val Kilmer starts to turn into a pig uh, and has the warthog face yes. in the army body. I'm like, that's literally the cover of Warcraft, World yeah, of Warcraft. Yeah, well, the ogre, the ogre yeah, yeah. bite. Mm-hmm. So with with Kilmer in this movie, um, this is where I realized how cool this guy was because I was like, he was in Real Genius. He was in Top Gun. Man, this guy's so cool because at this point he did Top Secret, then he did Real Genius, then he did Top Gun, and then he did this. So he had like four really big studio movies back mm-hmm. to back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he four was, different studios. He was on quite the hot streak yeah. at this time. And MGM like had him for Real Genius, and they're like, he made so much money for us there. You gotta put him in Willow. This guy, everyone loves him. And apparently he was It'll so- be gold, I tell you, gold. Apparently, he was, like, so sweet on this movie that it led to him meeting Joanne Wally, who is the female lead in this movie. Saoirse. Um, Saoirse Ronan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently, him and Warwick Davis would just hang out and go to the movies in between, like, call times. I mean, what Doesn't else like are you going to do? Thing. I think that's really cool. I want to know what they saw. Well, this they probably were filming in 87, so they probably... They probably went to see Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Val, want to go see Top Gun? Oh, not that shit. Fine. <laughs> He's just going to watch his own movies. Okay, I want to go see Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> um, Short Circuit. Yeah, that's the movie. Oh, <laughs> They went movie. to go see Short Circuit. Good movie, number five. Johnny Five Alive. Um, this is going right over my head. Side note on that one, though, um, my aunt once told me we were going through a movie theater and there I don't remember what movie was coming out at the time, but Val Kilmer was in it. And um, yeah, she's like, hey, you look like Val Kilmer. Like none of you who are listening to this can tell. But yes, I look like Val Kilmer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is someone else close up. I can definitely see it. I can see it. There's someone else who's close to us who looks like Val Kilmer, too. What? Your brother. <laughs> if you look at the poster yeah, for Real like, Genius well, and, and look at your look at Cole when he was that age. Certain hairstyles he's had. Yeah. Not every like variation of Val Kilmer, but like certain ones. Yeah, definitely Real Genius. So 
Chris is Matt Mardigan. Yeah. Yeah. Val Gilmer. Cole is real genius, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Which Val Kilmer are you? Take this quiz. <laughs> oh yeah. But he he was so sweet uh in this movie. Like when he didn't wanna be. Well <laughs> No, no, like like the the whole him being like like, oh, uh you guys are going to the lake. Fine, you can follow me. And yeah, I'm going to. We're going in the same direction, I guess. And I don't want it to be that awkward thing where, like, I start walking and then you start walking and then but, we're both walking. In but the same Willow direction. knows why he's doing that, and like the little smile Willow gives is like. Oh yeah, I mean Willow plays him, you know, like a lute. That way! Oh no! That's the way I'm going. All right, all right, you can follow me as far as the lake, but that's it. You're not going south, are you? No, no, just as far as the lake. Good. Mumbo, Jumbo, I am hungry. Go get me some eggs or something. We are not afraid of you. Now! <laughs> well, the other thing with this movie is one of our friends had a crush on one of the actors who played one of the brownies. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Pollack. I mean, I guess they, you know, they got that wild man thing going on. I well, okay, so young Kevin Pollock, not dressed as one of, one of, I think he was Rule? Yes, Rule. Kevin Pollock, when he was doing stand-up at this time, looked fantastic. Young, handsome Kevin Pollock, totally understand that. If she said, I loved him on Comics Come Home 88, I would be like, yeah, totally, doing his impression of Jack Nicholson. Fantastic. This movie? No, I do not get it. Him riding a falcon? No. Absolutely. I stole a baby! <laughs> like, it's the accent. It's the I accent. I stole a baby! So I remember, so Kevin Pollack is known for being like one of the world's greatest impressionists. He can do anyone from Christopher Walken, Nicholson. He can even do Peter Fox. Range though, they all kind of sound slightly alike. Well, he, he does Peter Falk, the grandpa from Princess Bride. Again, uh, but he makes like his it's... eye move, he makes one eye move and one eye stay forward because Peter Falk had a glass eye. Oh, well, that's that's, that's impressive. That's a different <laughs> level of skill. Yeah, and but I remember when they brought back Star Search in the 80s, uh, in early 2000s, he was the ju- one of the judges, mm. and a guy goes, Kevin Pollack, you love impressions, and this guy does the most offensive impression, and Kevin Pollack just stood up, walked out, and he never came back the rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> I guess if you're going to tell somebody something, you really tell it to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, or not, you just walk yes, out. Yes. So, Haley, you... Mentioned that their accents are terrible in this. I didn't say that their accents. Was it Chris? No, it was. We were talking about the um, like how it's kind of French ish, yes. but yeah. then not. It's because and, they're doing Monty Python. They're trying to do. Right. Which, that, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But what Your I said. was a hamster. <laughs> what I said is I think this these two characters gave birth to the minions. Hmm. Beca- That's an interesting theory. Does does it upset you because I'm right? <laughs> no, I just I think that's a stretch. I mean, they've done that voice. I feel like for other movies, 
before this one. But it sounds so like the ho ho papagena. How many times tonight are you gonna do that? Oh, Zebadan. No, no, I beg of you, Stuart. No, Stuart. I I need to show you the video of Shane Top from Smosh outside of the Minion House yelling at Stuart saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cheat on you. Please take me back. Yeah, so not only is Val Kilmer in this movie, yes. but you also have Billy Barty who plays the head high elder. Yes. Who yeah, Aldwin, is it? The Grand uh, Aldwin? Yeah. Grand Aldwin, yeah. 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 Who so, is definitely, that, like, that is... Chris's future. Yeah, that's going to be me one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Billy Barty, you have no idea who he is, right? No. Yeah, that's because he was like a game show host guest. Like he would be on like Hollywood Squares or like the match game. <laughs> so you have like Val Kilmer is one of the biggest stars in the world. And the person who's built forth is the guy who was center square for the block. <laughs> you know, he has a level of charisma in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, not really. How I dare like you? <laughs> I think he's got one of the I best disagree. lines. I <laughs> disagree. Well, your first instinct was right. You should have gone with that, you dumb shit. Don't follow the bird, follow the river. That's it. That's the one. Never mind about the bird. <laughs> well, I like when he's he's like, oh, you hesitated when before you pointed at my finger. Well, I was going to go point down my own finger. That's the right answer, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> you should have pushed him into the oh, river. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> charisma whatsoever, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, yeah, this, we like we said, this film starts out with the prophecy where they round up pregnant women. Very topical. Uh, yeah, very topical. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have a lot of feelings. Anyway. Yep, um, but, yeah, but they, like, they're like, well, this baby is born with the Tree of Life marking. She's the one destined to overthrow me. And then, uh, I guess she's got the worst paid guards in the world because let, they let the laundry... <laughs> The laundress <laughs> slipped by. She's like, oh, I just got these dirty delicates. <laughs> you know what these they say. A clean prison is a godly prison. <laughs> well, I love how it takes them a couple of minutes to be like, where did she go? It's like, oh, you have one entrance way. <laughs> it like took them a month to figure out, wait, wasn't there a, a laundress here? <laughs> like, did we fire her? Like, where did she go? Oh, oh. Well, in oh, the, I'm going to get fired. I, I would have loved for it to be like, because it, it did make it seem like it was months. I would have loved for it to be like, wow, she went through the snow, the sleet, the rain in under 20 minutes. That's fantastic. Good for her. What yeah, she can work for the post office. She's delivering a nice Amazon Prime package of baby. Well, okay. So when Willow finds Alora, yeah, I love how his kids are like, "Oh well, look, it's a it's a bikini," and he's like, "Don't touch it; it might have fleas." We don't know where it's been. Also, which I mean, if you're living in like essentially the magical Middle Ages. You don't know. Like, they could <laughs> upriver, they could have a black plague. You don't know. This is fair. This is a fair point. So, Scotland was fine until, like, five guys walked from England back. And they're like, yeah, guess what? There's black plague down there. And they're like, why did you come back? 
All right, time to burn Roger and other Roger. Walk into the pyre, guys. So George Lucas, uh, when he saw a cut of this, because there was a point where they're like, get off our soundstage. We're kicking you out of Australia. Yeah. Um, he saw a cut and it said Val Kilmer first, and then it said Joanne Whaley, and then it said Warwick Davis. And he's like, what the shit? He's Warwick Davis is the main character. His name is the title. Yeah, and <laughs> and you had to have some guy with glasses from MGM be like, well, Val Kilmer is testing really high with women. <laughs> and I, 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 I just, mean, there's so many scenes that he's in that's like are the beginnings of porn. Yeah, this is true. See, I would have liked some guy in the background be like, "I bet he is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Just women, you say? Just women? See, I understand. Okay, I understand Bell Kilmer being top built, but I don't. No, I I do because he was like the number one draw at that time. Yeah, but but Willow's name is on. But it's Willow. It's not Mad Mardigan. Yes, but Willow never gets uh, never gets um, brought into a scene on a horse tied up without a shirt on. Yes. So yes, wearing ripped pants. Well, also being thrown to the ground. Well, yes. keep in mind, all the movies are called. Oh wait. I just, I made my own point. <laughs> oh, wait, nope, nope. Mad Max Fury Road. Charlize Theron is billed first. Uh-huh. Mad Max is billed second. That's still, I, mm. Just saying. But you said Willow was billed third at first. Yeah, okay, so. Which ain't right. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I understand billing Val Kilmer first, but I don't understand putting Joanne Wally mm -hmm. or Whaley before Warwick Davis. Mm. Like why why not do the the Paul Newman and you know Robert Redford thing where their names are on at the same time. So it says Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis mm. Willow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's not fair. The world yeah, the world may never know. Well finally with the new Willow TV series, his name yes, will be billed first. Which yes. we saw the trailer for and it looks amazing. I'm very excited. I need more high fantasy shows. So Warwick Davis had a TV show uh, like 10 years ago called Life's Too Short um, on HBO. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this was uh, before Val Kilmer lost his voice. Um, he was a guest star and he's like, he's like, Warwick, do you have like a secretary? And he goes, yeah. He's like, I'm going to do a surprise. And Val Kilmer comes in in his Batman mask. And Warwick's like, do you know who this is? And she goes, no idea. It's Batman. It's George Clooney? No, it's Batman. It's Christian Bale? It's Batman. Michael Keaton? And he takes it off, and he's all pissed off, and he's like, I'm Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh, no. And supposedly Warwick Davis was the first person to reach out to Kilmer uh, after his surgery, Aww. which they have been best friends since. And that, Of course, yeah. I just want to, I want to go to the movies and see those two just sitting at the back of like, like Moonstruck. I mean, oh, that's probably what they saw. That's it was eighty seven. It was mm. probably those two in Moonstruck. I just <laughs> sharing a giant popcorn in the back row. I just picture them doing scenes from Moonstruck at the end. Warwick Davis slapping Valcom across the face, being like, "Snap out of it." <laughs> 
If you have suggestions of what movie you think they saw in 1987, <laughs> tweet at us at W-R-T-R-B-A-G-E-L-B-S-K-T. Now back to the podcast. <laughs> I also love how the design of, of the entire castle looks There's, like it. Yeah, so wait, how many castles do we have? We have four. Four? Because the castle keeps changing. So, so the castle at the beginning, the evil castle, does not look the same as it does. It when does. It does. You just get a farther away shot. You don't see that it's put together with boogers in a dream. <laughs> but but you have the other <laughs> castle where the the trolls are, where all the people are frozen in stone. Yeah, uh, Tira's lean. Yes, Tira's yeah. lean. <laughs> and then then you come back after what's what's the evil queen Broomhilda? Bev Mordecai. Bev Mordecai. Yeah, after oh, she now I don't even know after she's one. dead, it looks like Storyland. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, technically, just, though, that's still oof. two castles. It's just you know some renovations took place. It looks like it. <laughs> at the same, this is around the same time as the Princess Bride. What happened to the people? Did they ever like answer? Like, did they not? Like, did they change back from stone? Oh, I want to see like a, a clip of a Mad Morgan being like, "Should we turn those people back?" And Rosella or Rosell is like, "No." Finn, yeah, Finn Rosiel. Yeah. yeah, Finn Rizal. Finn Rizal is like, mm, no, I'm okay. You know what? Every <laughs> garden needs its, uh, you know, every garden needs its statues. And now we're bringing in the White Witch from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and her whole, like, yeah, Narnian garden. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we got so some of that. And she's and dressed all in white. This is true. Um, but then there's, I mean, all of these references, like... Um, Bav Morda turning the army into pigs. So we've yep. got a little Circe in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I definitely saw other ones in there. Yeah, there were like the, there were a lot of references. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about how they clearly stole Sam and Frodo with Willow and Migosh? Yeah. Because, except Migosh looks like Frodo and Willow <laughs> looks like Sam. Yep. Boom, yeah. flip it. Yeah, it's basically like... Also... I'm pretty sure this was improvised when Val Kilmer picks up Migosh after he frees him and, and lifts him in the air. That actor <laughs> looked so terrified. It's, oh. it's like, God damn it, Iceman, put me down. This is not the danger zone. Yeah, that's where they, so they first, yeah, they, they take the baby because their village has been raided. They know that uh, Bev Morda's soldiers are on the hunt for... Baby. The baby. <laughs> Poor uh, baby. Whose name I forget. Elora. 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 Um, <laughs> that's going to be happening a lot more in this podcast. Um, but yeah, so Bev Morda's soldiers have zeroed in on Elora. And so they have to get out of the village. They nominate. <laughs> they nominate. Uh, okay, no. Willow. They don't nominate that douchebag burgle cut. Yes. Nominate him. Because well, technically, the Bones chose him, Scott. The Bones. Yes, no, the, the bones, bones chose Burgle Cut, I thought. No, no, that was... Well, first of all, the Bones are bullshit. Like, yes. <laughs> that's what's important to know. Well, the I Bones love, are bullshit. I love how Billy Barty is like, do you love this? Do you have love for this child? And he goes, yes. He's like, well, you're fucked now. All right. I mean, I just met her today, but I've... 
grown attached. What can I say? <laughs> Which was I'm also, a sucker. That was one of his first lines in the movie, too, where he's like, don't anybody in this family fall in love with this baby? <laughs> and then he falls in love. Yeah, I mean, He's like the dad like, who's like, no, nobody's getting a dog. I'm not going to have it. Fine. You want a dog? I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, next thing you know, he's curled up on the couch with the dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, they're but watching I, The Sopranos. I love, yeah, we get a little like slice of what life is like in this village. and It's Hobbiton. Yeah, well, it's okay. Did you notice that the Mandalorian clearly stole from Willow? In... in a lot of movies, I feel like, have stolen from this movie, which is, you know, I mean... No, but because it's a George Lucas property, they, they paid homage to it. The fact that that in The Mandalorian, Ashoka, a Jedi, can talk to Grogu, mm. and what's her name, the, the floating angel witch lady... Can oh. can talk to Alora, who's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Charlene. 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 Charlindrea. Okay. Charlene. Let's go with Charlene. Charlindrea. Yes. But they clearly were like, okay, we need to pay homage to George Lucas, so. Those two are very parallel. Well, I feel like this movie they were paying homage to Enya. I, see, I thought it looked like Cher. And, and the name would suggest it. <laughs> yes, that's true. I thought she kind of looked like Meryl Streep. Yeah. And with their powers combined, yes, they make a witch Shalindria. lady. <laughs> okay, I still don't understand how Mad Mardigan kept getting new clothes. Like, every time he would come back, he would be in a different outfit. Did he have like a magical tailor following him? Is he him the no. greatest he's... swordsman or is he a master of disguise? <laughs> he's pulling um he's pulling a gone with the wind. He's just like pulling drapes off of shit. <laughs> like yeah. Make it work. Make it work. So we need to talk about the brownies. I'm really work. disappointed that there wasn't a tucking scene for that the when he's in the brothel. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> all right. Well, he's committed so hard to all of his other disguises. Right. Oh no! Wait, that was the only one. Yeah. So, so what about? I feel these like there were more. Why do I feel like there were more? So we need to talk about the brownies because I love how there's like a village of at least a thousand of them, what? and then they're Lilliputians. That's the one. They are yeah. f- from Gulliver's yeah. Travels. Yeah, but but on, they're like, okay, well, we're gonna send the Jane Silent Bob of. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> well, point. They, Fair point. They're fucking stuff up in the in their village. They're like, you know, we can get rid of these guys real easily. Let's send them on a mission. Let's keep them busy. Yep. <laughs> you know, so we don't have more incidents like <laughs> I have stolen a baby. <laughs> these guys keep suggesting a topless bar, but we're all. Men and we're all topless. <laughs> yes, but then the the females are the little pixies that are flying around yeah. in that scene, and they're all naked. They're I mean, all just naked. You and I are like well versed in magical creature lore. I, do these fit the descriptions of brownies? I don't like. I thought brownies were like house spirits more. I think so. I mean, 
I don't know. I think they're just kind of throwing, yeah. <laughs> throwing shit in there. <laughs> just throwing brownies the... around and seeing what sticks. And these are special brownies. <laughs> these are, they're the special brownies. <laughs> they're the ones with the little something extra. At the same time that he was doing this, George Lucas was producing and writing this. He was also producing and writing Howard the Duck. So imagine going back and forth between those two sets. <laughs> uh one of these days, I'm gonna have to watch Howard. No, the Duck you with don't. You. Well, you make so many references to it. <sighs> they imply that the mom from Back to the Future fucks Howard the Duck. Yeah, and oh, okay. it goes silent. Okay. All righty. <laughs> well, well that's, that's literally back to brownies. That's the big joke of Howard the Duck because they mm. keep making jokes how they're in love. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to Willow. Yeah. So so yeah, but they they um. I love how the the dogs they call them dogs. They're basically the discount, like the Walmart version of the uh, what you call it, the uh, uh, rodents of unusual size. Yeah. Yes. These are rodents of a rodents of a moderate size. So, and they just come into the village, like after, of course, they kill the old woman who was originally taking care of Alora, and. They just like start ripping up furniture, and from that they're like, "Oh, it it destroyed a crib. She was looking for a or it was looking for a baby." So this movie was the reason why, for almost ten years, they did not make fantasy epics, because really? this tanked, Princess Bride tanked, Legend tanked, and they're all cult what? classics now. They, yeah. yeah, that's the crazy <laughs> thing. The the long series with was it Sam Neill from Merlin? Mm, yep. When did that come out? That was ninety eight, and yeah. that was on NBC. Oh. Because okay. I that was one thing that I begged my parents to let me stay up because it was on from nine to eleven. Yeah. Mm. And I was like ten years old, and they're like, "No, you're not gonna stay up till eleven o'clock." <laughs> Are you insane? But it was so good. So <laughs> I was Daddy. allowed. To, so I was allowed to VHS tape it. Oh yes. Oh, so you still got to see it. I think I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. I know. I know. Oh god. Oh god. You you Chris didn't. Is, like having a stroke <laughs> over here. It was a two night event. I didn't have like we. I didn't have cable. It was on all NBC. Right. Sweetie, I have it. We'll fix this. <laughs> We'll fix this. <laughs> we have to remedy this problem. It, it was hey, now I've got Willow under my belt. Yeah, yeah, I can add a few notches. But it wasn't on cable, Haley. It was on. It was on. It was on NBC. I said what I said. <laughs> also, the cast in it is insane. Sam Neill, Martin Short, Isabella Rossellini, Isabella Rossellini, Miranda Richardson. Wait, wait who does Martin Short play? He plays this weird freak. Yeah, but he's an ogre Frick. thing. That turns into Fabio. Oh, yeah. And he falls in love I've with seen, Helena Bottom Carter. I know I've seen chunks of it, too. What's with you and seeing the chunks? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Haley, you didn't have the I patience like to, to call, sit through a four-hour... I like to call it cinematic edging. <laughs> First off, that was a made-for-TV movie. That was not cinema. <laughs> Well, it's I think still it, a masterpiece. Yeah. Still, <laughs> it's it's right up there with um with the Sci Fi Channel Earthsea. 
Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. What about the sci-fi channel The Tin Man with Alan Cumming and Zoe oh, Deschanel? Yeah. DG. I think the, the, the one that I remember is the four-hour-long <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. They call her DG? Yeah. Hi, I'm DG. <laughs> We're getting off on tangents. That's fine. Um, That's what we do. What's the, um, wait, which one? The four-hour-long... Alice uh, in Wonderland with Martin Short as the Mad Hatter. Oh, that um, was good. Gene Wilder as the Turtle. Yeah. And what's I her name? I remember that one. Yeah, the, the girl from Waterworld is Alice's... Tina Majorino from Karina Karina. Yeah. I need to find that. that Oh, I'm sure you can go to any car wash. I actually, I remember renting that one from uh, when I lived in Germany. They had it on base at the the Blockbuster or whatever version. And then I think I did it again. Oh, you mean Bloop Booster? Yeah, I think I saw that with you. Probably, yeah, we probably watched it yeah. at some point. Yeah. Oh, hello. Would you like to rent Ulysses in Wonderland? <laughs> Loop booster. Ooh, big summer blowout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. What, was it Whoopi Goldberg who was the Cheshire Cat? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. But I can't remember. Was it Carol Burnett who was the Queen of Hearts? Ooh. It was someone. It was no, a, um... Oh, it was Kathy Bates, right? Oh, no. Um, I want to say, no, she wasn't the Duchess. There was someone along those lines who was the Duchess. Terry I'm Gar? really, really bad with I, um, it was. It was very 90s names. people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell was probably there. Yeah. <laughs> and they, we also have Magical Legend of the Leprechauns, which yes. I will get you to sit through. We will discuss yes. it. <laughs> nope. I love we're you. We're coming. Nope, nope. We're coming back in March. <laughs> yes. We're coming back in yes. March, if not earlier, and we're all doing it. Yes. This no. I vow. No, that doesn't. I have spoken, so it shall be so. That doesn't fit with the theme of toxic relationship, Mom. I Actually, disagree. it kind of does. I disagree. Oh. It is a Romeo and Juliet, which by its essence is a toxic relationship. Wait, is that the one where Randy Quaid fucks Kathy Ireland? Yes. yes. No, I'm not watching that. No, you are. It's so good. I've seen Kathy Ireland fuck Emilio Estevez, Kathy Ireland with with aliens. No, I draw the line okay, at first her of all, with Randy first Quaid. First of all, we, you don't see them do it. Like, <laughs> Well, I know because it's an NBC, like, Family miniseries. It's more about the magical legend of the leprechauns, Scott. <laughs> it's more about leprechauns if and I'm fairies. Gonna, if I'm going to watch anything leprechaun related, I'm going to watch Luck of the Irish with oh, that's Ryan Marin and Timothy Amundsen. And then we will watch Magical Legend of the Leprechauns. Double feature. <laughs> Calls his granddad, granddad. You forget, I live with you. <laughs> Yeah, I know, sweetie. You can't escape me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, there was one time where I woke up in the middle of the night and Haley was just smiling at my face, like six inches above it. I was very and scared. And I whispered softly in his ear, we should do Magical Legend of the Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> right should, now. We should talk about it on the podcast. I have things to say. And then you said Alistair Crowley did sex magic, and then you just fell asleep. <laughs> this is a true statement as well. <laughs> I only bring that up because when, when they're having the battle, 
Yeah. Going back to the movie of the witch battle. <laughs> Haley said, I learned the sex magic. <laughs> yeah, no, like that he's standing outside with uh, uh, Finn Rizal. Finn Rizal. And <laughs> she's like, Now I want, like, Willow, prepare yourself for battle. <laughs> and I want the, the, the door of the castle to open. And she just whispers to him, Now, Willow, I haven't taught you this yet, but today we're going to be learning about sex magic. <laughs> How did this suddenly become like raunchy Hogwarts? <laughs> I mean, why Wish can't it be? Warwick Davis is okay. in as well. <laughs> I, I think I think this got into your your brain because we were watching Drunk History, and there was the guy who who was a NASA scientist who studied under Aleister Crowley. Oh yeah, we watched yeah. that like two days ago. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a this? crazy story. It involves Scientology and everything. Oh yeah, that's right. He's that. the L. Ron Hubbard stole that guy's wife. So he It's all connected. So he used sex magic to crash their boat. Huh. I mean you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. You guys tuned like... in for the willow. You guys stayed for the sex magic talk. Woo-hoo. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Oh, it's totally a thing. Oh, it's absolutely it's totally a, a thing. thing. Like, is it like how they discovered Reese's peanut butter cups? It's like, oh man, you got magic in my sex. Oh man, you got <laughs> sex on my magic. You I mean, know, it kind of, yeah. One flows yeah. easily into the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. And if you're not careful, it gets everywhere. <laughs> I think- at this point, I'm going to put a disclaimer on this. I am actually a practicing pagan, and there yes. are actually things. So this is coming from a place of respect. Yes, absolutely. Um, having learned about it and all of those things. So yes, we sex jest. magic is a thing. We jest, but it is true. But yes, in this particular context, mm-hmm. it, it feels a little different. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's also a creature that looks like a ball sack. <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, how how did we not know that the trolls were called scroll tolls? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I still okay. So I can't believe how grossed also, out we were when when he turned it into the 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 yeah the, like so like he uses magic on a troll and then it it's. It, like, Do you think this turns... is where Henry Zabrowski got in his Mary Poppins? The whole <laughs> turning someone into a thing of, of inside-out meat flesh? Yeah. It was actually kind of frightening. It really was. It like The practical effects were very, very unnerving. The only yeah. time that I've been that grossed out is when I saw Alex Winters freaked and they turned someone into an organ shoe. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. this they turn it into like at first it becomes like a gremlin like ball of fluff, and then it, it, it rips itself, rips itself inside out with like its own roots and be- looks like a brain, which becomes an egg, which becomes a velociraptor's egg. They should have cut back to Willow, and he's just like vomiting in his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What okay. have I done? Oh God! I don't want to be a wizard anymore. <laughs> oh, this smells like when you burn hair. And then it probably yeah. would have, yeah. And then two little like cr- like pop out, and then he knocks it in the water, and then I guess like gremlins, you shouldn't water them. 
Yeah, because the water started boiling it's and all that. Like, dink. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> it's the opposite of balls when they go in cold water. <laughs> See, what would have been really cool if, to kill that thing, Mad Mardigan just turned his sword into, like, a boomerang, and he, like, threw it, and yeah. they chopped the head oh, off. Oh, like Hercules. Yeah. Or Kroll. Yeah. Yes, exactly like Kroll. Um, yeah, and Liam Neeson shows up. But, yeah, when we were watching it, too, like, I made the comment about the ball sacks, and you were making the comment, like, the smile yeah. on these critters. It, like, yeah, it's like, it's a I ball wish. sack, but it's a ball sack with a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're born with it. Maybe they're scrotals. Is that what they're actually called? No. <laughs> Why would they literally call them scrotals? We got, we got weird names yep. in this. In Haley, this. I literally what just. What do they call humans again? Daikini. Daikini. Yep. That's that thing when you get. Sand in your bathing you suit. You stole my joke. <laughs> yeah, and you stole mine. Aww. So nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love it. I love how I just turned into Stefan. It's that thing where. <laughs> that thing where you get sand in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> the hottest club is bikinis. <laughs> they have everything. Val Kilmer's, Warwick Davis's, Bronies. There's this one part where they tie you onto a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but not drawing and quartering. No. That's no. different. <laughs> and the password is burgle cut. <laughs> uh, How I, long, I gotta be honest with you, honest question here. How long was Mad Mardigan in that cage? Because it can't be any longer than two days. Yeah. You can't go three days without water. But this is a magical land. So he was there for two years. <laughs> but his teeth, that's the thing I noticed. His teeth get progressively cleaner through the movie. That's what goodness does to you. I guess, yeah. His, it, instead of his, his small heart grew three sizes, his teeth just got progressively wider. <laughs> I, just, I just think... The evil was cleansed. <laughs> I think the movie is as good as it is is because of the performances of Kilmer and Warwick Davis. Yes, which mm. is, I mean... And the baby. Yes. The baby. The baby. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I, I really think that if they went with any other actor at this time, there is only one other actor who probably could have done a decent job the way that, that uh, Kilmer did. Nicolas Cage. That's literally who I was about to say. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Uh, and Sir Ian McKellen as the Grand Aldwin. Yes. Which I found out that Nicolas Cage turned down playing Aragon in Lord of the Rings. Oh, I thought you meant Aragon like the dragon no. movie. No, he turned down Lord of the Rings so that he could be with his kids, which I thought was sweet. It Stupid, is. but sweet. <laughs> I don't know, but we needed, uh, yeah. Viggo Mortensen. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't think I could see Nicholas Cage. Or, or as my teacher in high school called him, Viggo Morgenstern. <laughs> Not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the guy who works at the deli? <laughs> I didn't know he was an actor. Good for him. Uh, so what else was there? there oh, I have, to, I have to speak to the um, 
all of those moments during the final, um, like the big battle scene between, um, basically the scene from Lord of the Rings yeah, when yeah. they're throwing each other oh, around. Yeah. Yep. But all of the things leading up to that where Bav Morda is like starting the ritual <laughs> and she's just announcing each thing. Light the 13th candle. Start the ritual. Call down the lightning. Like it's Get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Use those... two drops of blood, not three. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it, it to a certain extent, it does become like a crossover Hogwarts Lord of the Rings kind of movement. Yeah. Uh, like, well, okay. moment there. The, the thing that pissed me off is like how the entire movie Willow like really sucks at turning uh, Finn Rizal back. Yeah, and then, then he says the whole, you know. Yeah, he starts summoning shit first. Yeah, he do, does his little oath, and mm-hmm. then he. Why didn't you just do that from the beginning? That gave you confidence when you did the Boy Scout oath. I promise to do my best and do my duty. <laughs> Can you tell I was a Boy Scout? Um, but he he gets the confidence by saying that you should have just did that from the very beginning. But he didn't believe yet. Anything's believe. possible, Mario. You just gotta believe. <laughs> I just, I just love uh, Finn Rizal. I, I want to make it sound more fancier than it is. Finn Rizal. But Finn, Finn Rizal. Finn Razzle. Finn Razzle. When we first meet Finn Razzle, she's on an island of bones, and then you get this bush baby. <laughs> That's so this, cute. Which is actually, I believe, if I'm correct. Well, they did film a, in Australia. Right. This is That was a golden sloth, which are so freaking cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Look up golden sloth. They are, or no, sorry, golden possum. Yeah, golden be careful looking possum. up golden sloth. You never know what you're oh going to find. <laughs> oh, no. From so sex magic golden to golden possum. It's a golden-tailed possum. They are adorable. I want one. <laughs> Except they belong in the wild. But I want one. Um, and yes. then she becomes a crow. Then a, a goat? She, yeah. It was the golden-tailed possum, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, then the crow. The crow, the goat, then the very fast transformation. Yeah, an ostrich. Peacock. Yeah. Oh, don't forget the emu. A uh, turtle. Yes. Uh, there tiger. was a llama. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, it went from the tiger into the woman because of that laying yeah. out on the ground. Yeah. But yeah, so it went yeah. from a tiger to a raisin. Um, and <laughs> in that we have the emperor's new groove. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I don't make deals with peasants. <laughs> so um, a llama. There He's was, supposed to be dead. Th- there was a, another person from a TV movie from the 90s in this. The guy who played Rosnick, the greatest um, uh, warrior in his village, in Willow's village. Yes. Mm. He was in Mary Kate and Ashley's Double Double Toil and Trouble. Star Star. Takes me back. Yeah. <laughs> he was partnered with Meshach Taylor from Mannequin. Hollywood Montrose himself. Hi, baby. <laughs> Alrighty. 
So <laughs> the stars are in this movie. Hollywood is a calling. <laughs> but this movie tanked. This movie really didn't do well because it opened up against Dirty Dancing. Ooh. Which is a film that Val Kilmer turned down. Well, I feel like everybody ended up where they were supposed to. Yeah, I mean, now, though, this, like, I mean, like we said, you've got the, um, you've got the two witches fighting, which is very, like, reminiscent of, uh, Gandalf Gandalf and and Saruman. Yeah. You've got, um, guys, help me out here. (laughs) You know, all the references? Yeah, all, like, yeah. All the references? There's so many Lord of the Rings references. Well, we have Lord Sam, we have, yep. Migosh and, and yeah. Willow, which are Sam and, um, But there were Frodo. others that you mentioned. Yeah, uh, I mean. Well, there's obviously that, the bridge through the yep. woods that yep. you've seen. Yep. Um, the Bugleberry whole queen bridge. situation when she's like, you must not let the baby die. Yeah. That was um, totally 100%. You will have a queen who is beautiful, beautiful and terrible. terrible as the sea. <laughs> Jesus, lady. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of shot for shot there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think. Oh, and then, like you said, Cersei. Yeah. Turning, mm-hmm. You know, turning them into pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when, you know, they're riding in the um cart. The cart that's uh clearly Anne of Green Gables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so we're going that cart route, chase. huh? Deep cut. <laughs> but Okay, there was one thing that we couldn't figure out, um, but Chris pointed out to us is how did Mad Mardigan learn Burgle Cut's name? And then it's because they tell everyone's name they say everyone's name as they're yelling at each other yeah, yeah. They're, they're like oh man cut the horse shit burgle cut it's ah, <laughs> uh, you're a douchebag willow how many times does burgle cut get stuff put like you know spat on him or pooped on like he gets the the, the Three. baby barf yeah the the bird poop <laughs> or maybe it was just two maybe i think it was, it was a, two a callback. Uh, yeah maybe. but like i I wanted him to get more comeuppance. Like, I wanted him to get turned inside out. <laughs> Why? He's Why is this happening ass. to me? He's not evil. He's just an he ass. He should have gotten turned into a pig, and then he stays turned into a pig. So then, uh, what's his name can um, use him to uh, plow, plow the his, Willow can use him yeah. to plow the, his fields. What's his name? The name of the movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm caught on <laughs> Burgle Cut and Finn Rizal and... Rosnick. Sherlindria. I love how they're like, Willow, to thank you for what you did, we got you this Shetland pony. <laughs> and then he returns home, and on, honestly, so much time had passed. I thought it would have been funny if he comes home and his wife's like, I've moved on. <laughs> Me, so, gosh, has um, taken care of my needs. Her yeah. hair didn't grow back that much, though. It was like... It was maybe a few months. Well, yeah, and I mean, she didn't cut, like, it all off even when she did cut it. Yeah, but, like, as much as it grew back, I'm yeah. saying, like, it was it was shorter than Lord of the Rings, Yeah. You know? As far as, like... Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is... Yep. 
Warwick Davis was 17 when he made this movie. That's crazy. Like, I mean, yeah. he looks young. <laughs> the actress who played still. his wife was 45. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my. Well. <laughs> or she was 40. But, ooh. <laughs> she looks great for 40. She did. Mm. But at the same time, he was yeah, 17 yeah. years old. It's a little. But, I mean, with you, when ho- Hollywood just spits out, like, tons of movies with older actors... And very young actress love interests. I mean, yeah, right. It's nice to get the switch flipped this for once. True. Well, okay, so this entire movie came about because uh, George Lucas was on the set of Return of the Jedi, and thirteen-year-old Warwick Davis was just talking to him about like, "Wow, thanks for making this movie." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna write a movie for you." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, sure, I believe you." This basically move. This entire movie came from the fact that they couldn't get the rights to Lord of the Rings, and Warwick Davis kind of dared <laughs> George <laughs> Lucas. I don't believe you, because <laughs> Warwick Davis would have made a great Frodo. Yeah. He would have, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy who played me, gosh, fine, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He kind of has an Eeyore sort of voice. It's yeah. like. Okay. I ain't been dropping a weave, sir. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Frodo. I still don't understand how no one could tell both times that Willow was doing basically an old-fashioned vaudeville con trick with the pig and then again with Alora. <laughs> well, that's a nice callback. Yes. <laughs> no, but like, like even in the beginning, it's like, Oh, I bet he's going to put that pig under the stage. <laughs> oh, look, he did. <laughs> yeah. He had to have some sort of magic, right? Yeah. It was in his own finger. <laughs> <laughs> it was in this finger all along. <laughs> See, I would have liked for uh, Billy Barty's character just to be like a grumpy old wizard. And like every other line, he's just putting down someone like almost insult comic style like oh yeah you're really good genius (laughs) (laughs) the magic was with you all along you (laughs) douchebag you saved the day willow you piece of shit (laughs) the bones tell me nothing just like your future enjoy working at medieval 7-eleven have fun storming the castle (laughs) (laughs) so anything else did we miss anything? Uh, yeah. Like, so, I remember when the trolls appear, and I, I joked that, like, oh, there's Ron Howard, and you were like, yeah, That was Ron Howard. <laughs> it was either Ron or Clint Howard. It was one of the Howards. Because there is a photo of... I'm getting better at this. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, the, the other thing is, I don't understand why they had to wedge in the love story between Mad Martigan and... Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Where yeah. we've got, you know... I mean, first it's under the influence of a love potion, which we see its effects very clearly. When I kissed a cup on when, with 24th rule, and When he falls yeah. in love with the cat. The rules of the love potion are a mystery. Yeah. You either yeah, because fall he in love with the cat or you fall in love with the woman. And it's not the first person you see, I guess, because... By that logic, uh, we would have had another Twilight. Yeah, so, so no, because Val Kilmer looks at 
Willow first. Willow first. Oh. So he should have fell in love with Willow, and then this becomes then my two dads. Then he sees the baby. <laughs> and I was like, well. Yeah, so, yeah. Those rules seem a little bit um, of their time. Or, or maybe it's like what you truly desire but don't know mm. you desire. Wait, well, so, so. so Rule wanted to sleep with a cat. Yeah. Yes. He has a furry fetish. <laughs> um, well, this is 88, so is. cats just came out. Yeah, yes. Lots of spandex. Memories. Um, I mean, the, the stuff was called what, Dust of Broken Hearts. Yeah. So maybe it does have that quality of like who you're supposed to be with. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, she, I mean, she takes no time at all. Like, that is a very quick mm-hmm. enemies to lovers uh Well, did you see her there. options? This is true. It's true that her mother probably would have put her with Skull Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Kale. Sorry. Dr. General <laughs> Kale. General. <laughs> you can call me Glenn. <laughs> Your name is Glenn Kale? <laughs> Dr. Salad. You know, under these, this giant skull mask i'm really just a man standing in front of a girl <laughs> asking him to love her wow oh, no that's okay that's fine i, I guess i'll just um yeah, that is one thing from afar that is definitely one thing i noticed throughout the movie how easily bav morta's troops give up <laughs> when they're just like oh yeah because because when val kilmer shuts the gates and they're like there and then he puts the thing and they're like oh man the door's locked we probably should come back tomorrow i guess we're stuck out here then it's a living yeah i guess when you rule through fear and you know you trap pregnant women in a dungeon i just wanted one of the um uh one of the guards to turn to another guard and be like you want to go get a smoke (laughs) got five minutes I, yeah. I am not having fun storming this castle. <laughs> okay, so we saw that the PG rating of this movie was because of tobacco use. Mm. Yes. I never saw anyone smoking in this. Maybe in the brothel? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But also, I don't, there was probably significantly more alcohol than drug use. We didn't even talk about in the brothel when Willow goes up to one of the prostitutes and is like, you got any milk? <laughs> <laughs> you got any milk for this baby uh, honey we're not that kind of brothel that's the brothel down the road they they're the ones that really cater to the weird stuff okay just go not to king shame but you know it's not this ki- that's we're not that kind of establishment yes, this is a sex positive establishment <laughs> um oh, what was it yeah there was that and then there was the whole thing about the um Val Kilmer, that was how he got the dress. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So. And boy, what a dress. Yeah, it looks good on and off. <laughs> it become, It goes from a dress to a kilt. To pants. To pants. To a diaper. To shorts. Yep. Uh, yep. And then to yep. a diaper. Yeah, it's yep. a very versatile dress. <laughs> Just get less and less and less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no wonder he was testing well, well with the I, ladies. I, I don't know how he ended up getting that that 
all black ensemble when he was in the their their prison. I just picture one of the guards being like, "Yeah, you look like you're a large," and just throws. <laughs> it was so th- they could have a change and like have the black flowy open shirt during the. Yeah, they needed to do yeah. the Wesley. Yes. So we have a rating system on this podcast. Out of 13 bagels, one is bad. Mm-hmm. 13 is good. Mm-hmm. How many bagels do you give this, Chris? Oh, out of 13? Mm-hmm. I would say somewhere between a 9 and a 10, I think. I think it's one of those... Um, you know, sleeper classic kind of sort of situations. Um, It's definitely nostalgic. I am really looking forward to seeing Warwick Davis in the new one um, Mm. to see what they do with it. I hope they don't overdo it. But yeah, I feel like this is, um, you know, you pull this out, the music. I love the theme. I've always Mm -hmm. loved that theme. James Horner. Uh, Yep. Yep, that'll do it. Um, So yeah, I'd say a 9 and a 10 out, uh, out of 13. Yeah. Sweetie. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm edging towards a 10. You're edging? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm edging towards a 10. Um, just because, like, I always give movies that, ins- like, act as, like, huge inspirations for other movies yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, this one might have failed, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but look what came from it. Yeah, well, I mean, Hocus Pocus bombed when it first came out, yeah. too. And now I'm like, that's one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. Val, Val Kilmer going, ah, was stolen by Brendan Fraser that's, for the mon- yeah. money. And um, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. That moment where he screams at the creature after the creature screams at him. <laughs> well, because I'm better than both of you, I'm giving this an 11. <laughs> I I used to watch this all the time. I rented this all the time for Blockbuster as a kid. Mm. Um I love Ron Howard um, to an extent. His more recent stuff sucks. But, um, but, but Ooh, this. Commentary. <laughs> but this was like golden age Ron Howard where we had Cocoon, we had this, and then we had Parenthood, which is like those were three really good movies back to back. So this gets an 11. Oh, and The Grinch. That was, yeah. that was over 12 years later. Well, yes. But Still. It's brilliant. Mm. It has its moments, and I love those moments. Love, yes. So, Chris, do you want to promote anything? Promote, like... Whatever you want. My stuff? Yeah. Yes. Well, friends who don't stuffs. know me, <laughs> um, I am an artist, a performer, a dancer, a healer. Um, I am a massage therapist, um, and I do energy healing work as well, hence the whole, like, pagan... Not doing sex magic during healing yeah, no, work—that's no. not a thing. No, no. But, um, but yeah, that's what I do. I have a, a performance series called "Letting the Land Lead," which um, kind of shoves all of those passions together. Again, not the sex magic. This is very much <laughs> a—it's um, very much a, a spiritual uh, meditative yep. experience we- of the earth and mm-hmm. connecting to nature. Um, and then my own, um, my own practice with clients is um, kind of draws on some of those things as well. So um, it's a lot of coaching and guided meditation. Yeah. Um, You've so, helped me significantly. Yeah. 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 Haley and I work together. Yes. Uh, 
client confidentiality. I'm not going to, <laughs> you know, not going into details or yes, anything. No, but yeah, just, we yeah. Um, tell no, her secrets com- on I, air. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I feel comfortable mentioning things. that just because, you know, it really, really, truly helped me. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's really, it's always nice to hear that yes. first of all. And we have also attended your performance, Letting the Land mm-hmm. Lean. It was yes. wonderful. Yep. Thank and, you. And Chris is my masseuse and he helped my back <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you need to go back. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> we're all in that. Definitely all in that place. So yeah, I mean, if you're either online, which I'm assuming all of you listening are, um, I am at ccroucherarts.com, and all of my stuff is there. We will link you. Yes, this is good. Yeah, I I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity, and this is fun. This is nice yes. to. Sit yes. back and chat. And look forward to when we have him back on for Magical Legend. No! Of yes! yes. <laughs> you both just blew out the speaker. So much is B. So I have another podcast called Hella's Musical on the Zero Science Network. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, email us, Hella's Musical Podcast at gmail.com. I'm still working on getting the Instagram back. But I'll probably end up doing a new one. It's under construction. So, sweetie, Chris, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. (laughs) 